Welcome to the Digital Marketing Insights Podcast, brought to you by Brightside Digital. Hi everyone, welcome to the show. I'm delighted to say we have Kate with us today, who's a freelance copywriter and content writer. Kate, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, very good. Very good. Thank you so much for being on the show. Kate, let's start off by you telling our audience a little bit about yourself. Sure. So, um, hi, <laughs> I'm, I'm Kate and I'm a copywriter and content writer. Um, I launched my copywriting business, Copy Kate, in uh, 2019. And since then, I've kind of supported business owners, creatives, nonprofits and and yeah even fellow freelancers with their brand tone of voice and messaging um I know sometimes people hear the word copywriter and their mind instantly goes to usually like one of three things um I think either they're completely confused about what it is or they think oh no the grammar police <laughs> or sometimes you know I even get references to the tv show um mad men which I'm not mad about um but I like to say I'm not like a a regular old school copywriter I'm a cool copywriter um I don't believe in like sleazy salesy kind of bs or fear-based marketing tactics you know my copywriting style is very much all about you know speaking human um and and yeah sometimes that means actually breaking those grammar rules. <laughs> um, I think, you know, the thing is, you know, marketing is, is all about problem solving, you know, like customers have a need or, you know, a problem. And I think your job as a business owner or, you know, a marketeer is to, you know, showcase how you can, I guess, specifically fulfill that need or solve that problem with your product or service. And like, there are many ways that you can do that. You can, of course, ambush them, you know, with fear-based marketing tactics, you know, aggressively, you know, agitating their problems until they give in, or, you know, you can choose to speak to them like a human, you know, with like powerful, empathetic copy that says, you know, I see you, I understand you, and, you know, here's how I can help. And I guess that's where... I like to come in as a copywriter, like helping business owners or or even marketing teams shape that message in a way that feels good for like everyone involved. Yeah, really good, really good point. And obviously, you mentioned before the show you're just going through your first major rebrand of your business. Can you tell yeah. us a little bit about that? Yeah. So, like to be completely honest, like I launched my business three years ago, actually this month. And, you know, like most people starting out, like (laughs) there was like a zero budget. So everything was a complete DIY job. Like even my logo, I created on this free tool on Wix. And when I look back now, my God, um, and same with my website, I actually went through two kind of different editions of that, which I designed completely by myself, um, color palette, everything. And it was fine, you know, and it, it got me through, but you know, I think like working in the marketing space and working in the area that I do, like with copywriting, I think, you know, good copy and good design go hand in hand. And I always felt like, yeah, I had the copy kind of down, (laughs) hopefully on my website and on my online platforms. But I think I kind of fell short in the area of like, you know, how I was 
visually branding myself. Um, so I, yeah, I approached, um, a lovely girl based in the UK, actually. Um, she's a fellow kind of like freelancer. Her name is, um, Kaylee Hewitt. So I think on Instagram, she's K does logos, but yeah, I, I had followed her work for a while. Um, I loved her kind of whole vibe and style. So yeah, we, we, we spoke and, um, yeah, she, she created like pretty much brand magic. Um, she created a new logo, color palette, font um I still I'm working on the the website myself um I'm hopefully you know I can get a a a professional at some stage to do it but um even just having those elements just gave a bit of clarity to like how I wanted to come across not just with my words but like how I visually um will come across to customers that's brilliant and when you're actually doing your work now obviously content on your site is important but is there any content work you've been doing for clients recently that you're really proud of and you feel really showcase uh copywriting and content at a high level like the difference yeah like I think it's it's a, my my area of work is so exciting because like I do get to like work on so many different areas of digital marketing um my, like my fa- to be honest like my favorite style of work is website copy but I also love um working with you know, small business owners or startups, people who are like really early in the journey um, and, and, and they're looking for almost like brand tone of voice development, you know, that they're, they're not sure how they want to, how they want to speak to their customers. They're not sure of their style. And so I love going through that journey with them and almost creating essentially like a brand DNA document for them. And, you know, that's, that goes deeper than just copy and messaging. Like it's really looking at, their market, their customers, um, competitors, you know, um, then obviously using that to kind of inform like their language, how they want to come across, almost creating like a word bank um, and a style guide for how they can keep their messaging like consistent across not just their website, but, you know, like their social media platforms and their email. Um, if they have print, of course, there as well. Um, so yeah, I love like brand tone of voice development but yeah I have to admit like my favorite is is uh, website copy brilliant and yeah you hit on uh, brand tone which I'm a big fan of because I still feel a lot of businesses don't have it then yeah do especially from a social point of view they really do um, improve their reach because they know themselves quite well yeah uh, can you give an example of t- maybe two opposite examples of brand tone something that you think just something that maybe everyone's familiar with of one style and, and another style and how they've worked for them. Yeah, I think like if you if you think, oh, I was so bad at thinking of brands off the top, but like, I suppose, first of all, you need to just, it really all comes down. I know we hear this all the time as, as marketeers, you know, it really comes down to your customer. It's not actually about you. So you really need to think about who are your customers? You know, what kind of language do they use? Like what kind of feeling do you want to create in your customer when they read your copy or interact with your messaging? So I guess like, you know, just off the top of my head, head, you know, you have like luxury brands, like maybe brand Thomas in Ireland or whatever. And, you know, they want people to feel like special, you know, they want to like 
kind of evoke this feeling of like luxury or like VIP. Um, so like their, their copy would reflect that. Whereas you might have, um, you know, something like McDonald's, you know, and they'll use a lot of like sensory words to get people, you know, thinking about food and taste and, um, you know, like their copy would reflect, I guess, their fast food. So, you know, you'll see in a lot of their, um, you know, even their ads, like they're, they're short to the yeah. point, snappy, yeah. you know, because it's fast foods, fast, fast copy. Um, yeah, so it just, I guess it really, yeah, think about, you know, what kind of brand you are, who are your customers, how do you want to come across? And then there are techniques that you can use um, in copywriting to kind of evoke that I- I- in your messaging. Kate, that was a wonderful example. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and to talk a little bit more about yourself, is there anything you do that you feel is like you, it's your unique selling point? So anyone listening that you feel this is one of the reasons why you are so good at what you do? Yeah, I think, and and I'll probably touch on this later as well, but I think, you know, I probably go against what a lot of copywriters and even people in marketing would say is, and I I haven't actually niched down to a particular industry. I I enjoy working with um, clients across very different industries. It keeps things exciting for me, but it also presents a challenge because, you know, with every single client comes unique brand personality and a unique voice. And it's kind of my job to embody that, you know, when I'm working with them. Um, you know, and like, there's obviously there's, there's ways that I can do, I do this. Um, I don't want to bore you with the technicalities, but I kind of mentioned earlier how, you know, there's sort of like a brand DNA document and, you know, regardless of what project I work on with a client, I will create that brand DNA document essentially even for myself and that just kind of keeps it like like a sense check you know throughout my writing process this document remains open when I'm writing for a client and I'm you know constantly checking you know am I staying on brand um also this sounds so basic but you know when I have a document open I also have like post-it notes stuck up all around my desktop with I guess like keywords or buzzwords that would describe that client's tone of voice so that as I'm writing you know a, a phrase or a paragraph or starting a new sentence I'm constantly seeing those words and making sure that I'm staying on track you know the last thing we want is to kind of sound I think you know for a lot of clients their biggest fear working with a copywriter is it won't sound like them or it'll sound like it's written by a copywriter. And my job is to make sure that doesn't happen, you know? So um, I would say it's it's that. It's it's being able to kind of like truly embody that brand's tone of voice and and and, and write for them, you know, um, that, that sounds like them and it sounds like their brand and aligns with their brand personality and their values and their mission. Brilliant. And is there any particular softwares you use, Kate, to really enhance your copywriting and some of your work? Yeah, um, I have to admit, I'm a complete nerd when it comes to online tools. Um, like if there's a free trial going, I'm in. Um, but I think in terms of tools that I use like time and time again, I'm going to start with the, like the obvious pick would, would definitely be Grammarly. Um, it's, it's an excellent tool, obviously, for like picking up on, you know, grammatical errors, spelling mistakes, that kind of thing. Um, but I will say like, I like to always recommend this tool with a bit of a disclaimer, you know, like a lot of tools, it's not completely foolproof. And sometimes, you know, a copy, you, ha- you have to actually break grammar rules to help with readability. But it is a really good tool for picking up spelling mistakes. Um, like 
you know, there's a free version, a paid version. Um, it's very easy to use. Um, I think it integrates like really seamlessly into things like Google Docs or browser. Um, and like, it's not just for copywriting. You can also plug it into your email provider, like whichever one you use. Um, it analyzes your tone as well as just picking up on mistakes. So, you know, it might indicate if your email is coming, co- coming across as like, you know, friendly or formal or negative. So that's quite helpful. Um, another tool I use a lot is Hemingway editor. Um, so this is a free tool. It's, um, it essentially scans your copy and it gives it a grade. And ultimately, like the lower the grade, the better. Um, I think actually, you know, research has shown that writing at a seventh grade level or below, which in Ireland, this means like ages 12 to 13, actually maximizes attention and retention. Um, you know, like in marketing, the last thing you want is a confused or like, in my opinion, worse, a bored customer. So yeah, this tool helps you kind of improve like readability and clarity in your writing. I think if you're somebody who likes to like ramble on with very like long sentences, or if you tend to repeat yourself a lot, it's a really good one for you. Um, and then I think lastly, this tool isn't necessarily copywriting specific, but I love it. Um, it's called hot jar. So it's, it's essentially like a user, yeah, like a user experience slash heat map tool. Um, and it kind of allows you to track and understand your, like your website visitors behaviors on your website. So it shows things like hotspots of where your visitors are spending their time on your site. And obviously like in marketing, this is interesting for loads of reasons, but specifically for me as a copywriter, well, firstly, I use it on my own website to kind of understand how my clients interact with my website. But um, for example, if a client came to me with a website copy project, I would use this tool to learn kind of how people are currently interacting with their site. You know, what areas are they spending time on? Um, perhaps areas they might s- skip over or even like to identify like particular sticking points. And then I can use this information to kind of help me format the copy and I guess ultimately improve the user's experience on that site. Brilliant. And I, I'm a huge fan of Hotjar. It's one of the first things it's I great. store when I look at a new client. Um, but yeah, kind of to, to hone in on yourself for a second, uh, is there anything else that you do for yourself, Kate, to, to market yourself that might be of value to people listening? Yeah, I think, and actually I was listening to like a, a previous episode. Um, I, I'm not sure of the person now, but they, they spoke about, you know, kind of continuous learning. And that's something that, you know, I do, I have to do, I think as a copywriter to stay relevant and to keep up with the kind of what's going on. Um, like I know that recently I'm doing a, a course at the moment and they're speaking a lot about the concept of design thinking and human centered design. And like in particular, like how we can use this methodology within marketing to help improve like online experiences that we create for customers, you know, all those touch points that they can come across throughout their journey with a brand. Um, Like I think the thing is like humans are the one constant in business. Um, Like that's never going to change. So I think it's vital when we create marketing strategies and campaigns or any sort of copy that we put humans like our customers at the center of everything 
Um, like I'm still learning, but my understanding so far is that like design thinking is really all about observation and understanding problems like before we even look for solutions. So really taking the time to like deeply understand the customer, like ask loads of questions, you know, and uncover like the root of their problems or challenges and then use this information to design like informed and creative solutions. And I think that that this design thinking methodology could be an exciting opportunity for not just copywriters like myself, but for all, you know, everyone working in marketing, because it really speaks to this new age of marketing where we are putting the customer's needs first. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, to like dig deeper <laughs> and learn more about it. And I guess like, identify ways that I can use it for my own business to improve like my copywriting clients experience um, but also like within my work for clients and their messaging I am because when you were talking there especially at the beginning of the show around uh, the grammar police I actually had a concept idea when I was working at Tefl around updating their Twitter account to be like behind the scenes it'd be known as a grammar police account internally so we'd pick on kind of high profile celebrities or businesses and stuff and correct their English when they're tweeting on Twitter. So it was literally a profile for Twitter. Yeah. The idea, like, you know, when Donald Trump was going mad on Twitter and stuff, we'd yeah. come in because teaching English as a foreign language, we'd come in and and correct the tweet and say it should be it should be presented like this. Amazing. Thought it was a great idea. We never went with it because it's quite a big business decision. Yeah. Someone for yourself. Um, I, I just thought I shared the idea. <laughs> there's not, there's nothing in it. Um, <laughs> it is a great idea, but I think like you know, grammar is one of those things. Like people are just petrified of making mistakes. You know, I think it stems back to like when we were taught English in school, and you know, like our English teachers really honing in on those mistakes so I think it kind of it it makes people freeze up because they're so worried about not coming across you know eloquent or sounding you know professional you know words do have so much power um but yeah I like I like the idea (laughs) cheers um and looking at the digital industry as a whole is there anything that really excites you that's coming up aside from like the design thinking kind of human human-centered design um Another area like I'm really interested in, and I'll be really honest, I, I don't know as much as I, I should on the, on the on the topic, but it's it's all around like accessibility. Um, and I think like how, you know, I think all of us have a responsibility, anybody who works in the online space and, and offline, but but specifically digital marketing, you know, we all have a responsibility to make the online space accessible for everyone. Um, you know, and it comes down to, of course, like the, the type of language we use, um, you know, the images that we use on websites or social media, and then like, obviously like technical things like, you know, the colors on a page, you know, the lighting navigation. So yeah, it's something that I'm starting to think about how, you know, cause it's a, res- it's, it's a responsibility of mine as a copywriter, you know, to make sure that the words that I put on any sort of online platform um, are accessible and, and can be read. And I think that's one of the key pillars of like good copywriting is clarity. Um, you know, it's all about communicating a message in the clearest way possible. And, you know, I sort of mentioned on, you know, one of the tools, the Hemingway editor and how it grades your your writing and, and it, it kind of gets you to speak in a way that's, that just 
it, it's easily understood. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited about the accessibility um, area. And yeah, I think it's something that's really going to come into play, not just for website copy, but, but really everything that we're doing online. Brilliant. Really good answer. Thanks. Um, <laughs> lastly, Kate, we always try and understand the people behind the roles a little bit. Yeah. We bottle up one personality trait and pass it on to others. What would it be? So like as a typical Irish person, I find these questions really hard. Um, but I think I would probably say adaptability. And I know that sounds like such a basic generic answer, but it, it's it's honestly true. Like firstly, like as a an entrepreneur or business owner, it's kind of in your DNA at this stage to kind of expect the unexpected. You know, we, we never actually know what's around the corner, I think, as the last few years have shown us. So we need to be ready to adapt and take, I guess, the, the lows of the highs. But also like specifically for me as a copywriter, and I think I, I kind of said this earlier as well, like adaptability is like a non-negotiable scale in my opinion. You know, I work with clients across very different industries and niches, each of them with a unique brand tone of voice um, and personality. So it's my job to, to be agile and adapt to that tone of voice when I work on their messaging. And yeah, like I said earlier, like almost embody them. Um, and I think in terms of like the younger generation looking to get into copywriting or or really like any anywhere in the marketing space, I think adaptability it's just going to be one of those skills that will help make the experience easier. You know, as you, as everyone knows, marketing changes rapidly and I don't think it's going to slow down anytime soon. In fact, I think it's only going to speed up. So I think if you can learn how to adapt and see these kind of changes as exciting opportunities, I think it will make life in the marketing space easier and more enjoyable essential yeah it's essential for the digital age i think so yeah yeah well brilliant way to end the show um for anyone listening kate has her own website copykate.ie and she provides a 30 minute consultation service if anyone was interested in using her but first and foremost kate thank you so much for being on the show thanks for having me and let me ramble on about words <laughs> i loved it thank you honored to have the opportunity 